right, here we go. Episode 12 in the loop. Three brothers in an apartment on 44th Street talking sports and talking Bachelorette finale. Uh, I'm in trouble for not reading my email, and there were some important ones in there. You have a lot of email addresses. We just try to get the emails in front of your eyes. You're on the email chain, so you read the emails before the show, not five minutes before. Because yeah, we, we have big news today. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Tell them. Well, I was going to say, usually you guys throw both my emails on there. You left one off. It only went to my Gmail. You know I check that less frequently. Now to the announcement. This is breaking news for you, too. Yeah, I'm learning about this as I read it, folks. Listeners, guess what? We have a hot-off-the-press announcement just in from our producer, Psycho J. As of 12.14 p.m. Eastern Mountain Standard Time, we've officially been added as contributors to The Cauldron. Now, what's The Cauldron, you ask? It is a sports publication hosted on Medium, an emerging platform which was founded by Ev Williams, a.k.a. the founder of Blogger and co-founder of Twitter. The Cauldron goes by the tagline, Intelligent Sports Storytelling Shared, and we are the first podcast ever to be added to the team. I know, it's pretty cool. That's very exciting. Needless to say, we are excited. Jay, you know what I'm going to say before I say it. Good writing. And we look forward to exploring this new platform and the audience that comes with it. Insert Psycho Jay joke here. Which you did not. You're like going Ron Burgundy style, just reading straight off the prompter. But yeah. So Are you excited. worried that that read was so long that everybody's already turned it off by now? Kind of. No, but it's exciting. It's it's a new place where you can find our podcast. But cool. I feel like we're going to share the intelligent sports storytelling. Some intelligent, some non-intelligent. Well, if, if we don't, we're going to get kicked off the cauldron. Yeah. That's how they work. They have high standards, don't they? Very high. Well, we're happy to be here. So we're talking to Flakegate. It's the big sports news of the week. It's the big news news of the week, really. A lot of baseball news, too. And you're going to just dive into... The trade deadline for us. Sure. We're going to give Zach an opportunity to spread his wings and the talk big, a little baseball. The biggest headline of the trade deadline, what is it? I you feel can, like we should tease it, and I'll say it in the segment where we talk about baseball. Zach's going to give you the biggest deal of the trade deadline. We're going to recap the Bachelorette finale. You guys watched it together. I watched it on my own. I feel like... Truly appointment viewing, I felt like. You knew who won, so I don't even like talking to you about yeah, it. Yeah, you did know. You I, did, know. I did know. I was going to say that... It's really more fun to watch with someone else. It's like watching sports. Yeah. I really, truly believe. I don't, I truly believe if they had multiple bachelors and bachelorettes going all year round, it would still do. No, like I'm talking about like every single day. It was like Bachelorette Minneapolis Tuesday, Bachelorette Vancouver Wednesday. Like I could tune into like a few of those. I think part of the reason it's so good and so well produced is that they have the time to take so much footage. It's of, so complicated. Yeah, from a production standpoint. I it has remember to be. I listened to a Kimmel podcast with Bill Simmons, and he talks about yeah, I heard, go, yeah. going out there for a day or two days, and he said he couldn't believe how much footage they shot. They shoot them all day, and it's just guys with, in a room, and they're not allowed to TVs. do, and they're not allowed to do anything. No phones, no internet, no books. You just have to, like, chop it up with your buddies and talk about Caitlyn. God, I would love to get a Bachelorette contestant on, on the pod. Anyone. Any one of them. Rat boy, who cares? I'll, I'll take any of them. And now we got Bachelor in Paradise around the corner, August 2nd. Let's Sunday. go. It's already out, but Next now, week. you're listening. Oh, yeah. If you're listening, you should watch it. And you want to talk a little Space Jam while we're on the topic of pop culture. Yeah, a little Space Jam. I think there's some exciting news. Space Jam was awesome. Great movie, huh? Zach used to watch it five times a day. Was video game was good, too. Remember the video game? The PlayStation game? Yeah, PlayStation game? 1. Yeah, you could play with the Toon Squad yeah. or the Monstars. <laughs> but that was it, really. 
Only two squads. That was it. No franchise mode now. And then we're going back to the sauna. Uh, I don't want to get too far into the weeds about what happened with the sponsorship, what didn't happen. It was the icebox for an episode. Now it's back to the sauna. That's basically all you need to know about Sauna brought to you by still... Survice. Survice, okay. It's a little cross-platform deal. I never liked that in the first place. You guys decided that without me. That was very dumb. I believe the word is synergy, and we're bringing that. It was one of the biggest mistakes we've made on the podcast thus far. But now we have the cauldron. That's huge. At the end of the day, it worked out. We are uh, multi-platform. And we are talking Deflategate, suspension upheld. First and oh. When the bottle starts popping, hey, girl start chopping. Hey, okay. The girl so fine that I took the chick shopping. Deuces on the old school, smoking on it, on it, fool, know that it's a hit. My voice to hit the pro tools. Gucci man, Frank nitty, got it like that. Never seen a chick with a body like that. Shout out to Vice Dead, two down shice dead. Get with Gucci man, baby, you'll be so high. I talk to the team every day. I talk to the team every day. Just gave it. Coach, uh, owner Kraft just said that the NFL was taking this to court. Does that mean that you're going to go to court with this? We're going to get ready for the football season. We start today. We start with our conditioning run. All the players that are in here are going to start our process to get ready for the regular season. Coach Belichick giving you some textbook Belichick answers at the first presser after Brady's suspension upheld. Kraft, obviously, with some tough words before Belichick walked out. Kloop, whose side are you on in this thing? Are you on the Shield side? I'm not on anyone's side because I think four games is too many games to suspend Brady for whatever happened. And I also think that the Patriots are insulting the collective intelligence of the nation by trying to say that they didn't do anything. They, th- this is coming from a franchise who now has accepted a million-dollar penalty, who has fired both ball boys who has got a guy referred to as the deflator in text messages saying, nope, that is all just a huge coincidence. Like, come on, you know? I think that Brady had them at the lowest possible PSI and they dropped by natural means. I actually think that they think they did nothing wrong in this whole thing. Then why did they fire the ball boys? Why did they accept the million-dollar penalty? Why did they accept a first-rounder being taken away? I think that's where Why they, they made destroy the phone? Because Brady destroys the cell every four months. All right, let's get into the phone you, thing. Okay, okay. If you're Brady, would you give the phone to the NFL's app? No, I, I, I think people are like, destroying your phone is stupid. Well, not if there's incriminating stuff that is going to get released about him. Like, I think he was willing to be like, okay, my phone is destroyed. That's better than them seeing the text, which makes sense. If somebody's going to look at all my texts, I would destroy but my almost phone But for, almost forget the deflategate piece of this. If you're Brady... Are you giving no, that the doesn't NFL worry me. your you phone? You can't do that. Are you giving your NFL the phone? What are they? they what are they going to do? Like release his text? I don't think they can do that. No, but Simmons I, points out on Twitter they are leak city in all these cases. If I'm Brady, I'm not giving my phone to another human being because the contents of that, regardless of whether or not it's unlawful, is still like I'm huge. not giving my phone to another human being. Me exactly. I think that's the point. And from everything I've heard, there was no expectation conveyed to Brady in this hearing that they needed his phone. Ted Wells told him that he was satisfied with the evidence he had. They didn't say, Tom, we need your cell phone, and he chucked it in the Charles River. 
I'm, that's not what happened. I'm cool with all that, but are you saying? So I guess you're saying that you think the Patriots and Brady really didn't intentionally deflate these footballs below 12.5. Are you going to get into the weeds of like the meteorology? I think he keeps it as low as you can go. Yeah, and then it drops. Can I throw a theory? I think he tells them to take air out of it. And to make it lower than they can, something happened. In my opinion, can I? I think quarterbacks him into the bathroom. I think quarterbacks like that can hold the ball. Yaz had him in the bathroom. Was it Yaz or the Deflator? In the alley. It was McNally. I think quarterbacks that have played football that long could probably tell you like to such a close guess of how much the football weighs. Let me throw a theory at you guys, because Kraft accepted this punishment of of the million dollars and the picks. I think he did that with kind of a backdoor agreement that they would reduce the suspension, right? That's what it seemed like. And the NFL was probably a willing party in that. But the NFL wasn't ever going to reduce the suspension to zero. So, like, did Brady say maybe at first, okay, I'll take one or two, and then now he's changed his mind? Because that would that might have been what threw this all off. I don't think he said, I'll take one or two. I think he was hoping to get all the games back. The NFL. The thing is, lowering it from anything from four to not zero doesn't make any sense. Like he's either guilty or he's not, and that was the penalty they decided on. There's Take a lot of two. appeals that go from X amount of games to Y amount. Yeah, of games. but I think this is a certain scenario where it's completely black and white. It's like either you cheated or you didn't. In federal court, is that where this thing's going? It's going to court in Minnesota. Why it, no, 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 no. New York. They wouldn't do Minnesota because the Minnesota judge hates the NFL. Yes. So that's where they tried to file oh, their They tried appeal. to find the good judge. Yeah, they tried to get the good judge. It's hard for me to swallow that Tom Brady every four months just tears his cell phone apart. Yes. That's just that's how I do it. I, <laughs> yeah. And if I had a Samsung, you bet your ass I'd be going to an iPhone. I love when Ravel tells me that that's yeah. worth like six hundred thousand for for Apple. Oh, yeah. Like Apple's just counting that money on the Brady like Samsung switch. And now you get news about Sheldon Richardson going one hundred forty. Going one hundred and forty MPH. Was right? he wearing his helmet with the kid in the car with a scent of marijuana in the car? Burning, he, well, burning, burning marijuana. marijuana. So, and he's getting four. Look, at the end of the day, this is bad for Brady's. Is worse. It's bad for everyone. As as I don't like the Patriots, <laughs> and I want to see Brady play. And the, of the, course, it's bad for everyone, dude. That's what that's what happens in sports. Like when people cheat, there's no winner. It's the same when. Well, everybody... no, I mean when a Rod goes down, I think people are pleased. But it's still not good for the game. It's bad for the sport. But as a fan of other teams, I think that there are other teams who are happy about this. Like Jets fans are celebrating. It's ridiculous. I like, think everyone that isn't a Patriots fan. Is I would be too yeah. if I was a Jets fan, dude. They crush you. I'm a Giants fan, and I I just don't. I'd rather see Brady tee it up the first Sunday of the year. Yeah, I'm bu- cheated, dude. So it doesn't get to. I'm excited. Really? To You're see at a hard <laughs> line on this, huh? Like I, he cheated. You know, Aaron yeah. goes a he little cheated. too hard. Yeah, like he. Cheated cheated that's why he got suspended so like it made a difference what he was doing no it affected the I outcome think, of the I think game they still would have won it affected the integrity and the outcome of the game it, i think it affected the integrity yeah wow if he was telling guys to take air out of the ball then yeah i i don't know to me it's... i don't think like peyton manning would have done that <laughs> john celebrates in the background because brady's morally corrupt i just think this proves that he was doing something wrong i mean the the day it happened the day the the punishment was upheld. I was watching Sports Center, and Herm Edwards is on, and he's freaking out about how all leagues have to do really is keep the game on the level. And if you ain't keeping it on the level, I love Herm. Yeah, and he's going on and on about it, and to an extent, I agree with that. But this is just—it's so insignificant. It seems like to me, 
it's you just doesn't affect anything. And if he had just come out right when it happened and, and, it, yeah. and said, "I like him on the low end," yeah. they slip below. He made a huge it's mistake. On me, he made a huge mistake in like, the way he monumental. projected himself. Yes, yeah. And he all he had to say was, you know, if they took some liberties, I'm really hard on these guys, you know. But at that point, I believe he was worried about getting suspended for the Super Bowl, which was never going to happen, never, no matter what. That would have been awesome. But now the trouble is, what if he gets this injunction upheld, okay? And he can start the beginning of the season, and then he gets over, he loses it in court, and he has to serve it in December. Like, just take the four, you know? I, I, kind of. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't think it'll change anything for the Pats' season if he takes the four. Yeah, I think they still, even if they go one and three. It feels selfish They probably to won't, me. even. It, they'll be like two and two. It'll be fine. They'll win their division by two games. Grappolo will make $50 million in two years. It feels selfish to me that he won't just take the penalty. It feels, I, I think A-Rod could have gotten 50 games last year if he had just accepted it. Instead, he ended up with 162. These are prideful professional athletes. I think he just he, he just thinks a suspension like that is just is going to hurt his legacy. His legacy is already hurt because this whether it gets upheld or not people are always going to bring this yeah up. but at least if he did get it taken down he could be like vindicated of that i think that would be a big deal to a guy in like his that. mind maybe he's vindicated but in the court of public opinion this is always going to ha- be on his resume right don't do you agree? i think they just have to play the villain from here on out and th- haven't they been doing that <laughs> yeah i know but now it, it's it's elevated to a completely different level when he trots out there week six against indy i know i said that last week i i would oh. i would love it if i was a patriot what about belichick though at the presser with- i mean it's just insane it's art at this point isn't it it's just a game it's literally can i ask you a question that will get you to give me an answer and him if, if I was right a Boston back. media guy, I would be like, you know, at a certain point, I'm surprised no one's freaked out. And <laughs> been like, you. you know what, Bill? This is why everyone hates you. And I, by the way, I quit. Like, I've been doing this five days a week for 15 <laughs> years, Bill. I f- hate yeah, you. Yeah, I, I hate you so much, Bill. And like, did you see when he, the, the guy asked a question and he goes, that's already been, that's already been my statement. And then he goes, he's like, but what is your opinion? He goes, uh, that was in the previous statement. Why don't you check your notebook? Does, like, why don't you check your does notebook? He think of those lines beforehand and memorize five no. of them, or he's just making them up. On I the think spot. being a, a, just a huge dick comes very naturally to Bill Belichick. He's very good at it. Yeah, he he's almost a bigger dick than Pop in those press conferences. He definitely I th- is. I think Pop does it a little bit with a twinkle in his eye. Belichick does not. No. Yeah, Pop Certainly. just strikes me as like a nicer human being. So it comes. Kind of, Belichick just comes off like a There's like a light side of the Popovich yeah, interview. Right. <laughs> Belichick is literally telling these people, you are beneath me, and your questions are a waste of my intellect and my time. And I'll say anything I want. Yeah. And you're just going to sit there with your notebook, and you're going to write it down, and there's nothing you can do about it. You mentioned A-Rod. I did. And I wanted to bring him up just because he's now in the – what seems like the seventh stage of forgiveness in the eyes of Yankee Did fans. Did not see that coming. Hitting dingers left and right. Turned 40 last week. Z-Loop, what well, are people in baseball saying about the resurgence <laughs> of number 13? I just think that the Yankee Yankee fans love him because winning cures everything, and everybody outside of Yankee fans think he's a scumbag. It makes me so angry that they're going to be in it at the end. I don't really mind it. I kind of like A-Rod. I'm starting to embrace the narrative, too. Everybody kind this of is. This is what happens. If you, all of a sudden, you stop being the cheater, and you become the guy that can take the heat and perform. He said for a while there, I became A-Rod, and now I'm back to being Alex. He should never open his mouth. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. He has done a good job this year putting his foot in his mouth. He hasn't said anything stupid or controversial. 
A-Rod is, yeah, he's made a career, though. I think that it's so much of why people don't like him is because they can smell how badly he wants to be loved. Mm -hmm. And he tried so hard. And LeBron actually even had a little bit of Mm -hmm. that back in the day. Phoniness. If if you, if people think that you're trying to get them to like you, they're turned off. That's just how the public is right now. But now you're right. He's just shutting up and playing baseball. Maybe he's like, I wish I had done this when I was 25. Yeah, he, Zach, the game against the Twins where all three of his homers either tied it or put the Yankees ahead, and he's hitting them bombs. Big spots. In big spots. He's not hitting 8-1 homers like he used to. I don't know. I mean, that, he's one of the greatest baseball players that's ever lived. There's no question about that. Like, he's an unbelievable hitter. It's pretty crazy. I mean, there. I think there are two guys that have won MVPs in their 40s, and it's Aaron and Bonds. A-Rod and Bonds have something else in common in their past. <laughs> I like this tweet from our guy Bob Ryan, Boston Globe, ex-Boston Globe, you know, contributor to ESPN. Quote, if A-Rod is a litmus test, there is no God. (laughs) And I was just thinking, if A-Rod, like, comes back and the Yankees win the World Series, like, you're going to have a hard time selling me on sports karma. The year after Jeter retires, number 13 comes in, just takes him to the Canyon of Heroes. Has a huge October, (laughs) November, and rides them to the championship. Then don't tell me they're sports gods, because I'm done with that. Bob Ryan, columnist emeritus, by the way. Just had to clean you up there. Sorry, Bob. You know you're our guy. <laughs> Bob, friend of the podcast. Huge friend of the podcast. Just friend. All right. Have you had it with uh, cheaters? Definitely. Zach, last words. A-Rod, cheater. Brady, cheater. <laughs> Brady's a cheater. A-Rod can go, yeah, that's all he wants. <laughs> that is an interesting double standard. There you have it. And we are talking, what is it? What's up next? I don't know. Trade deadline. More baseball. More baseball. Zach's going to give us headlines. Trade deadline. Next in the loop. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. All right, more baseball. This is where Z-Loop eats. Zach, what do you want? Tell me who the winners are. Tell me who the losers are. We were thinking we could talk sports. Well, I think I think it's an, an interesting topic is just how the trade deadline in baseball is so different than in any other sport. Because it's so frantic. And the, the last end? couple years, especially. No, just because the trade deadline comes and you have to make a clear decision of whether you're yeah. a contender or not. And if you are, you trade for you try to trade for the best available players and if you're not you trade all your good players what about how how good the players are that are on the market like imagine if in the nba they're like whoa the bucks just got harden and blake griffin for chris middleton and prospects yeah (laughs) it doesn't happen on this like that's part of why baseball is cool because people are trading jerseys like crazy huge like huge like there was a i was thinking a few years ago there was an espn like who would you start your franchise with draft tulo went number one and yeah, just got also, moved. It, just these last couple of years, too, it's been more than ever. It, the baseball trade deadline didn't always used to be like this. What do you think the reason for that is? Money, because like, some teams have a ton of it and some teams don't, and you have to make like a clear decision. So Blue Jays' biggest winners. Wait, 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 I would, wait, wait. Do you think right. it also has anything to do with the extra playoff spot and like how that affects things? Like yeah, the one a little game bit. Playoffs because now there's more it teams. It definitely adds more teams, yeah. More teams feel like, okay, all we need to do is get in the tournament with a move and they can win it all. I also feel like it's the like there's a, a lot of young GMs who have come in now. And just cocky, and they just like to wheel and deal. Gunslinger mentality. Yeah. 
Who are some of the young, fresh GMs? Like Andrew Friedman. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers cocky. GM. They spend like three- AJ Preller. The Dodgers. Well, here's Preller a- is the ultimate cockboy. What? So he <laughs> he he won the offseason big time, right? Yeah, he not lost- everyone. He lost the offseason yeah, but, hard. Oh, but during the offseason, yeah, everyone was, all, was all over Preller. I read this great. He, first of all, Preller used to be the sleazy Dominican Republic bag man for the Rangers. <laughs> we've now <laughs> called Pre- we've now called Preller like, sleazy and a cockboy. Yeah, Preller was the guy. Yeah, yeah, Preller was like the guy who was in the, you know, he was wheeling and dealing down there. Who knows what? Now it's Preller service out at the clubs. And then he just, I read this article on Grantland. It goes, how long did it take to sink a franchise? Like two weeks for Preller. But he put them in the conversation. Yeah, he took over a shitty roster. Now they've performed poorly. Yeah. I mean. He forgot to get a center fielder. I think Matt was Kemp one of the big sucks. problems. Yeah. Will Myers got hurt. Yeah. And they. Had a shitty first half. Well, it was inter- the Padres but, were interesting because everybody was waiting for them to sell everyone, today and they didn't do anything at the deadline. And they didn't. They actually ended up getting a reliever. Apparently, they think they can make the playoffs. They didn't deal Kimbrel, which a lot of people thought they might. Yeah, do right. well, people thought they might deal Kimbrel and Upton and Myers and like everyone they had. Tyson Ross was there. Kimbrel to the Yanks suck. Yeah, I heard they were trying to get a reliever just to make the six inning game. Yeah, All right, Zach. Makes sense me, to me. Let me throw this at Zach. Throw it. Baseball connoisseur, king of the hardball. Go, go. Alex Anthopoulos. Toronto GM, president and general manager. A lot of people think this might be his last year if Toronto doesn't do well. So how does that play into what's going on in Toronto? Do you think he's going in all in because he really believes in this thing? Or is he going all in because this might be his last year there? Probably both. I mean, the Blue Jays have the longest postseason drought of any team. So I think that their goal is just... People seem to think that their goal is just try to get the second wild card spot and that they've put together the perfect team for that wild card game because then price because now they have price and you have a lineup you don't want to see in a one game series so i think he's just trying to get yeah and why not if you're him i'm just a little nervous if i'm a fan if i feel like my gm is in pure survival mode going for it they also so fired up i guess yeah but they've it feels like they've been adding big names and big contracts for four years without subtracting anything somehow do they have the money to keep price if no nobody nobody Everybody who was trying to trade for Price was expecting him to leave. He's a so rent- they're renting he's a Price, rental. but they're keeping too low, at least for a few years. Yeah, they also have like the, one of the best offenses in recent history. They have like 80 more runs than any other team in the league. Josh Donaldson is raking. And that right? was before they got too low. They all rake. Can we talk a little Mets and the crying in the outfield? That was everywhere. That was tough. I felt bad for that guy. It like, was in the he's just book. Wilmer Flores trying to feel his ball. Just, he's just so, yeah, yeah he's down. just out there trying to play ball. Simple Wilmer. I just he love the loves idea. City. He loves New York. I love the idea of him going to the plate, losing seven to two. Base is empty. He gets a standing ovation and has no clue why. <laughs> I, Terry he's like, Collins I did had no clue yeah. what was going on. He's like, I did kind of smoke that grounder to second. He's it's, like they love me. How, how does the fan? The, how do the fans know that a trade is pretty much all but done, and their manager does not know that? Twitter, because they're on their phones, and he's not. But isn't someone? Shouldn't someone no. be communicating? No, with because him? the deal wasn't done. Yeah, I, I suppose. And the guys who were saying the deal happened, or the guys on Twitter. It's interesting though, because what are they supposed to do? These baseball. I feel like people were really coming after them hard. The baseball writers afterwards for tweeting a deal that wasn't done. No, but I think that's that's dumb. I think. Like that's that is job. everywhere. That's the every, nature. Yeah, every insider in every sport is getting to deals before. And if you hear that something's done, you just got to go and hope that you're right, right? 
Yeah. yeah. I can't believe he got that emotional, though, still. They drafted me with 16. It's Wilmer, dude. Come on. What's the situation in, in Moneyball? Is it who who Carlos, goes over Carl- mid-game and he, he switches jerseys? Carlos, you've been traded to the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. And he took it like a man. I mean, no dude, I, quite frankly, dude, if someone in the middle of my day came up to me and was like, Chris, you've been moved to the Milwaukee branch. You're out. Tell You'd your, be fired up. Tell your family. I'd be like, well, what do they have there? But the Mets... Add at the buzzer. Big bat. Is that better than Gomez, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, because they didn't have to give up Wheeler. So but they, they only get Cespedes for the year. For half, yeah, He's for a half rental, season. too. I, I like the Mets. I think the Mets are fun. I'm going to get behind them going, they're not going gonna down make, the stretch. They're not going to make the playoffs. Well, okay. they're not. Well, I, they're they're they got no shot. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. they got to win their division, and the Nationals are really good. Because they can't get the wild card in the NL. Yeah, because the Pirates and the Giants are really good, too. Yep. Well, I'm getting behind Zach them. is very definitive. I'm riding this pony, and I don't care. No, I like him, too. Their pitchers are awesome. The spirit awesome. of Piazza might just carry him all the way to October. Their pitchers are so... like <laughs> You love Mikey P. Pro, one of my top five all-time favorite athletes. The fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame, I'm sorry, is an absolute disgrace. Yeah, for the frosted tips alone. Right? <laughs> he lifted a city. He, okay? he I'm being really very did. serious no, about No, I know it. you are. And that is one of the great moments in the history of New York sports. When he hit that ding shot. The history of mankind. There's a picture up in this room we're sitting in with Mikey P... Yeah, autog- on it. Yeah, autographed. Auto- it's a autograph. very special picture. A lot of our friends have seen it. Zach, is there anything else you want to mention about the deadline? The Royals. Huge. Johnny Cueto. The Royals are going to be in the World Series. They were the best team in the league, and they got probably the best pitcher available. How could you not like the Royals? Yeah, they're fresh. They're great. I'm all in on the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> Chris likes the Mets. Let's go Mets. <laughs> Kevin James, Mike Piazza. What else do you want? Oh, man. there's. I was at a Mets game, and Zach and I were talking about this, and there's a great, like, Kevin James is in the jersey getting people fired up, and he's getting the Let's Go Mets chant going. He just starts screaming in it. And again now, Let's (laughs) Go Mets. And I'll give you a little energy, and give you a little Let's Go Mets. Imagine Kevin James at the Mets game. Doing in a, a jersey, chant. doing yeah. a chant. That's pretty much it. Generational talent. I think we can all agree. We talk so much Kevin James on this podcast. All right. Uh, pop culture, hodgepodge, Bachelorette, and Space Jam 2, possibly. Next in the That's great. I got you. Gloop, you mentioned that my tease sounded pretty funny just then. Not a, lot of, not a lot of podcasts out there, <laughs> you know, hybrid Space Jam Bachelorette segments, but here we go. Three brothers in an apartment who will just chop up Bachelorette and Space Jam. For free. What do you want to do first? We got to do Bachelorette first. It just, it's just the right thing to do. That was a roller coaster. Zach was so emotional during that episode. It, it's and emotional. I want you to set the scene for us, Zilu. I know you thought Nick was going to win, but yeah. did you want He Nick looks to at win? me at one point during, because you know how it all comes back to Vegas with Zach. He just looks at me one time and he goes, you could get 20 to 1 anywhere. There's no chance that this guy doesn't win. I was positive. To me. I, I should have taken well. that action. Yeah. Let me just say, I wish I had taken that action. because I, I would have given knew. it to you knowing you knew. <laughs> yeah, knowing that That's I how had sure hard I evidence. Was. That's how sure I was. That Sean won. And we were team Nick. Did you want, you both wanted Nick. Yeah, we have the shirts. He seduced you. He didn't seduce me. He just, you know, I was Team Nick. 
I didn't like the other guy. He's such a hardo, the other guy. It seems like he would kill a man for Caitlyn. He was just, like, everything. You have to accept the fact that if you're on The Bachelorette, other dudes are hanging out with The Bachelorette, and he couldn't get that through his head. No, but she loved it. How it worked for him. Yeah, how protective he was. Wait, Zach, can you take us through your where you were at and where you are now on this? I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to sound like a freak if I really get into it. Yeah, well, please weird. do. America loves freaks. What do you mean? What do you want me to talk about? I want you to talk about how badly you wanted Nick to win I didn't. It wasn't necessarily how, how badly, badly I wanted... you wanted them still to be together today. I feel like you're mocking me. No, I'm not. No one's mocking me. I'm not saying I wanted no, him to no win. One's... I was shocked that he didn't. I thought he was going to. You did. We both wanted no, him. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, but yeah. not like that. That wasn't the more of the it wasn't the NFC title game in 2014, but I it was... always have to bring that up. It's but, such a chafe. But it, we wanted him to win, and then at a certain point, though, it's like, <laughs> that dude proposed to a woman on national yeah, television and so got shut up. down. Like, this guy is emotionally screwed, Chris, I think, forever. For the second time, oh, basically. Yeah. That's but why at least that the last the time... second rodeo. For people who didn't watch, he came in the runner-up on the last season. But they let you pick out a ring, and on the last one, they didn't let him pick him out. They let him down before that. She, this one, she he had let to, him down before this, that. Yeah, this time, she, this time he had to go through the selection of the ring. Yep. Went to meet her, gave her his proposal speech. She let him go through the I whole thing. I feel like thing. I'm here in my future right now. She let him go through the whole thing and then told him, told him no. So by that point, he must have thought he had won. Yeah, because you so rarely make it to the point where you actually propose. Yeah, because no, hu- <laughs> no human being on this planet lets you propose and right. then doesn't say right. yes. Yeah, you would find out before the I proposal. I have nothing to add. That Presumably. was perfect. That was beautiful. And that, then in the, I, for say. the diehards who watched the After the Rose ceremony on Thursday Didn't after work. Diehards. I mean, everyone in this country. He explains how to her how that was tough, and she, yeah, she saw. She it. understands yeah. that that might be tough. Yeah. How hard on those last dates wouldn't you just want to be like, "Come on, is it me? <laughs> like, are we just spinning our have, wheels here?" I'm gonna have to propose to you tomorrow night. You realize? She's I'm like, gonna... yeah, I might say yes, I might say no. You I realize how embarrassing TV. it would be for me to get down on one knee and have you say no, And right? then afterwards, they make they made the two of them sit on the same couch, the guy who lost and the yeah. bachelorette, and watch the final proposal rejection. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Can I say something? Yeah, of course. On the topic of redemption, which we <laughs> talked about your, before. This is your podcast. It's all of ours. But he's got to go back. Right? For no. One yeah. more. No. Yes. yes. No. ABC borderline owes this guy a, a, a wife, he in my opinion. He makes $10 million a year, Chris. He's doing fine. Third time, he goes back. Do it right. Win the thing. Let's get on with it. No, well, he's got to be bachelor. No, 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 no. He win. gets back in the pool. I can't believe they didn't at least string out the bachelor announcement a little bit past the final rose in the bachelorette. Well, it's going to be Ben H, dude. Because Not I feel confirmed. like there would have sources been all... seem to think so, but sources are also sketched out. They didn't announce it after the final rose, which they usually do. That is insane. We can all agree. Wow! This. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Yeah. What if it's Ben H and Nick the same way they did it? Wow! Yeah, because there was whispers about Nick. I don't know if I just broke news, but I broke news. <laughs> I think if ABC producers eat it, Schefter. <laughs> There's something missing there from Ben H. He can't carry a season. Guy's got no personality. He he uh he's apparently been seeing an ex bachelorette candidate. What do you wow. mean by and Look by, you and by seeing? What do you mean? They were seen together, touching. <laughs> That's how it starts, in my experience. You know what made me feel worse out of anything in the episode is the, the dad, Caitlyn's dad. 
salt to the earth. First of all, how rich are... is that guy? Yeah. Did you see his I pad? Don't think that was there. Yeah, it was. No, yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> that yeah, was it like... was. That guy founded Napster. <laughs> that was Sean Parker. He's like, yeah, I'm filthy rich. If you couldn't tell by the house. <laughs> He was They're old from salt. Yeah, and he has a place in L.A. <laughs> I love how they ask him. That was a set. That they, was like a rental. They go through the whole charade of asking the dad for the hand in marriage. What is he going to say no on television? Shut him down. Yeah. Sorry, it's a no for me. So I, don't even go into your spiel, son. And okay. it was clear that Caitlyn's family, they're all friends of the show. The sister was freaking out like they're talking about a contestant she doesn't even know. That's sister. It was a little disconcerting. Huh? That's all, That's why it was tough for Nick, because he'd already been on it, so they already knew who he was. Cause yeah, they had pretty, He's yeah. a celebrity, too. Yeah. yeah. He's a celebrity to all of us. <laughs> I know. We'll get him on. Nick, if you're listening. Holy shit. Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> Nick, that. go back and win that thing, baby. Come on. Oh, man. And then Sean gets out of the limo, and he walks up, and she's crying. You know, what's going through his head? He's same like, thing. Same thing. Who knows? How much time do you think she got in between? As much as she needed probably to recover from no, that No, as much as Chris Harrison deemed she could have. 30 seconds. Harrison clocks her. The thing is, you always know who's going to win now, pretty much, because whoever goes second, kind of. Yes. It's like, a, that's why, and I was thinking about this today, next year, <laughs> split screen. It makes more sense. You get to watch both proposals live. You came out here with a lot of ideas. Also, no, but usually They're they don't good. let you propose like that. I'm just saying, split screen, everybody likes a split screen. That would be hard to watch, kind of, like, to take in what was happening on each screen. You'd have to go with, like, yeah, there's there's <laughs> definitely, I will admit, there are kinks to the split screen thing, but we can make it work. And then how about Sean and Caitlin spotted by a friend of the podcast, Ryan Patino, at where in New York City? Uh, STK. Yesterday. All over each other. And he got pretty close, taking pictures like a paparazzi or something. <laughs> he got as close as you can get without God, actually meeting freaked. the people. We were all pretty excited to get those photos. So, yeah. It looks like they're still happy yeah. for, for now. Yeah, they're in lust, dude. They won't make it. <laughs> and we all have paradise to look forward to next week. But right now, transition. Easy one. Yeah, it's just like, how do you get from Bachelor in Paradise to Space Jam Part 2? It's very natural. You it just is. go right from Bachelor to Alien basketball players. What are your biggest questions about a Space Jam? Is Bill Murray going to be I was going to say the same thing. I think it's no Or that no other question. guy. What's the other guy's name? Newman. Oh, yeah, Newman. <laughs> That's not his name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, you got it. You what got is it. his name? You know it. I'm not good, but I'm slow. <laughs> the I actor who plays Newman in Seinfeld. Yeah, Newman. Newman. God, he is genius in Space Jam. How pissed off is that guy when people just scream, Newman, at him, like, his whole it's life? It's probably nonstop. He probably just raises his fist. I think Murray absolutely does it. He doesn't seem like a guy that is reluctant to take on projects. I kind of was thinking a plot where Murray actually gets kidnapped by some sort of entity. And that's and what LeBron's playing for. Hilarity ensues. To get Murray back. Before you know it, the Looney Tunes are out, flying around. I was also spitballing another idea where the North Koreans are kind of involved. And Rodman recruits an all-star team of players to go play over there. And they get turned into zombies. And LeBron couldn't make it for whatever reason. So then he has to like turn them. Because zombies are huge now. Did you see World War Z? Especially in Europe. Right. It sounds like you did a little more than spitball that idea. I spitballed the whole, pretty much all the way out, and I it didn't... It sounds like you storyboarded the motherfucker. What do you guys think? <laughs> do I have something? No, I think you're honest. I mean, I think we get a first draft. What's up, Warner Brothers? <laughs> What's up? Hopefully the ABC producers and the Warner Brothers producers are listening to this pod. All right, you have anything else? I saw a train wreck. I mean, he's a good enough actor. There's no doubt he has better comedic timing than MJ. So it's all going to work. MJ, it's the original Space Jam stuff, man, is good, really good. So good. 
But I think, you know, with the new modern technology, they can really make something good, especially if Murray's in it. You bring back Murray, you bring back Newman, you do the zombies with Robin. Let's do the picture, huh? Boom. Make it. Okay, uh, sauna, previously known as the Icebox, previously known as the sauna. (laughs) In 10 seconds in the loop. All right, here we go. Wrapping things up with the sauna presented by Service. Also have to give another big shout out to our new friends over at the Cauldron Club. Yeah, we we're happy to be part of the family. And if you guys want to retweet us or whatever, you know, however it works throw out. Throw retweet our yeah, way. Throw retweet our way. We scratch your back. You scratch our back. You know, however it goes. Throw a couple miles at us. Yeah. We'll take a couple. Hello. <laughs> uh, are you taking someone down is my first question. Here's Actually, the, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Go ahead. There's some housekeeping. John's yep, going to get mad. Yep. John's going to freak out. Find the podcast all the normal places in the loopica.com. Tweet us in the loopica. Facebook. Foursquare, right, John? He hates when I do that. Instagram. Uh, come over. He wanted us <laughs> Come to, watch us live. Yeah, play come, Tiger Woods while we ooh, do a podcast. Live audience. Mm-hmm. That could be the next step. We, we only take, have room for three. So John set up the survey. We did the draft. We With, did Fantasy Isle last week. Movie athletes. I heard <laughs> remarkably you didn't get one vote. <laughs> I May God have mercy vote. on your soul. Yeah, my team was bad. And I won, right? You won. I, I don't think that surprised anyone. I think I said it on the podcast. You had a great team. I know. The fact that I didn't have Ryan down on my board is haunting I me know. to this day. I mean, you didn't get one vote. I didn't get a single vote. That's insane. Yeah. It's almost unthinkable. And I want to vote for yourself next time. I know. I didn't even think to do that. Jesus. I actually think zero is better than like the lonely one from yourself. Yeah, that's true. I'll take the I'll take the zero. Just take the big zero. And some of our more devoted listeners filled out a little questionnaire for John, and the results are interesting. Also, they hate Clue, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> they, it seems I, like the only thing that all of our listeners could agree on <laughs> is that they didn't want me to be on the show anymore. <laughs> to that, I say, I will sit in this chair. Until hell freezes <laughs> over. Alright. What do you have? I just what do okay. you have today So here's the, the deal. Sauna. We're starting vacation tomorrow. We're going, you know, we don't want to say where, but it's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> and um I'm in too good of a mood, I was thinking, to just destroy someone. Also, John, I had him doing research today and he couldn't even find anyone to destroy, which means it's been a good week for the world. Because is this one big setup to you? Yeah, so no, no, no. This seems like I'm going up the roller coaster. But, and we're but to fall off. I just want to share an awesome story with everyone um, that does involve a very hateable group uh, called ISIS. And basically, these Chechenian women catfished ISIS. And they were sending them all these Snapchats and pictures and stuff and talking about how they couldn't wait to join the cause and move to Syria. And... The ISIS members reached out to the young women, and they kept in touch, and then the ladies got away with three grand each from from ISIS to move to Syria. So, take that, boys. You just got catfished. Welcome to the 21st century. Zach has done that before. You catfished someone? Been catfished. You were? No. Oh. Yeah, dated a girl for six years. I feel Turned like getting catfished is just a good lesson, though, end of the day. I don't know. Remember when we watched Catfish? Alex doesn't necessarily agree. I, 
I, I think from what I've seen on the TV show, it looks tough. How come it never works out where you're like, God, she's even hotter than yeah. that in the That's, pictures? <laughs> it never turns out to be the case. You know, I thought you were eight, but my God. Anyway, so congratulations. Catfishing ISIS is so badass and awesome, so I just wanted to bring some attention Kind to of that. a takedown of ISIS, not really. I don't really have to take down ISIS. but You don't think? No. All right, I got one for you guys, and it involves one of your favorite hardos. Somebody, somebody who's quite familiar with the sauna. Enemy of the podcast. Z- <laughs> if ever there was one. Z-Loop, did you see J.J. Watt hitting ding shots in BP? Where was he, in Houston? Did you see this? Yeah, he was in Houston. Hitting dingers, which is impressive. Whatever, JJ. Yeah, he's crushing the ball. We know you've been at the cabin. Not even a cabin. Doing the Rocky Four workout. He's such a loser. But afterwards, he says he'd rather be hitting quarterbacks. Hardo. And we have hard knocks next week. So get it's just ready. gonna be like a JJ. Oh my god, it's fest. gonna be a healthy dosage. I can't wait to see him like ha- like hazing rookies and like being King Hardo. He's the only yeah. thing I remember from last year when the Falcons were the team, but he appeared in one episode, and he's all I can remember about the entire season. I just hope those guys that call him Hardo. Uh, they're like, come on, dude, it's training camp. Like, leave me alone. Now it's like, God, this guy sucks. Why are you giving <laughs> just talk so much shit about him behind his back on the Why show? Why are you giving that rookie a, sw- a swirly? You jerk. We need Mallet on the show. Mallet? He's our friend. He is. Remember? Yeah, we did. We Listen, we hung out one night. We went out. We took it pretty deep. Um, Yeah, Watt is the worst. I mean, it's the same thing. I was just saying he knows that when he plays other sports, it's going to go viral. He did the hockey thing at the University of Wisconsin. Exactly. He like, he, like, the idea that he's just like, oh, having a good time, and they're having to be filming it. No, 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 no. He wants us to know what an Adonis he is. Absolutely. He's a freak. We get it. He, who is he jumping up? He's jumping oh, up on the Jimmy bo- Kimmel's uh, the desk on late night. Sweet box full, jump, Watt. Full suit. No one gives a shit, Watt. He's such a loser. We're going to shred J.J. Watt next week also. I'd love to have him on to defend himself on this because he just, it's whatever. J.J., if you're out there. Come on. See us on episode 13. Yeah, come on down. You know where we are. Him and Russell Wilson should be in the sauna every <laughs> single day. We'll leave it there. Come both. See-, <laughs> <laughs> See you next week.